This is the second episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News content and then break it down so you don't have to. This project is made possible due to the Tau Knight Center for News Integrity Initiative at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. If you're not from New York State and you don't know what CUNY means, because a lot of people don't, it's City University of New York. And to uh, clean up some confusion, I am a graduate of that school. I'm not currently a student. Some people think I am because of the association. But boy, did I finish that program and it was incredibly difficult. Okay, so last week's headline for the newsletter was what Clinton scandal? Europe is going to war. Let's break open the Keystone Pipeline. Now that might sound a little wacky, but that's pretty much what the news was last week on Fox. Now I'll explain that first part. What Clinton scandal? The week prior to last week, um, there was a court filing for the Dunham Report. The Dunham Report is sort of Trump's answer to the Mueller report. He got his own special counsel to find dirt and evidence of a conspiracy against Donald J. Trump to make him look bad, to frame him for the Russia scandal, um, and all this kind of nonsense. And the, the report hasn't dug up much of anything. But there was a court filing that the right-wing press, pretty much the Rupert Murdoch press, uh, picked up and ran with, and they were misinterpreting the court filing. It was old, the information was not new, and they made this leap that they claimed Hillary Clinton somehow had hacked into the servers at Trump Tower and the White House and had dug up all this dirt to frame a narrative that Trump had worked with Russia and that all of this, these claims against Trump were fake and this is proof and Hillary was going to go to prison and everybody was going to go to prison and poor Trump and this is, oh my goodness, huge scandal, worse than Watergate. And they kept tying it into every single story last week, including, cannot make this up, the war in Ukraine. So, okay, um, claiming that the war in U Ukraine was somehow a cover-up for this Dunham report scandal, uh, Cl Hillary Clinton hacking into servers. It, none of this was true, and John Dunham, the lawyer associated with the Dunham report, came out and kind of said he was distancing himself from these claims. And suddenly this week, uh, that this whole Hillary scandal was not even brought up once. I did not hear one single mention. So that scandal completely went away. And, of course, we all had a terrible week last week, a very, very heavy news cycle uh, because of the horrible reports of what's happening in Ukraine and how President Vladimir Putin has invaded a neighboring country, claiming it doesn't exist, claiming it's part of his empire, um, also trying to tie NATO into it. It's a terrible, terrible, horrible tragedy Nothing like this has happened since really World War II. The only other major conflict was in the Balkans. That was the former Yugoslavia broke up. And then you had all these little ethnic groups fighting each other and ethnic cleansing and chaos. And it was terrible. And NATO kind of stepped in and helped end that. Um, but there really has been peace and very stable borders in Europe since World War II. So this is absolutely horrific what we're dealing with. And Fox News has taken this opportunity to wedge their own sort of issue into this. And that issue would be, this is all the, f the fault of green energy policies in Europe. 
Now, I know that already sounds far-fetched and kind of crazy, but that's what they're going with. And I'm going to play a clip that shows different um, anchors on different shows, quote-unquote, spontaneously coming up with this idea, supposedly on their own, all last week. I hope that we take some lessons about our own energy policy out of Our climate obsession, Germany's climate obsession as well, will be responsible for why this happened. A couple of things on this. I think the energy is the biggest story out of this. Uh, it would be a wonderful opportunity for him to say, I'm going to open up the Keystone Pipeline. Obviously, as other guests have mentioned, we need to unleash our energy sector. My personal opinion. Do you think oh, the I'm president sorry. will ever forego the Green New Deal and bring back the Keystone Pipeline so that we can be energy independent and we can fund or we can send oil to some of these countries that are our allies that are going to be affected by Russia. What you really need is a reversal of the president's green energy policy. Here's the second goal. Keep the energy flowing. Cheap energy. We take it for granted, but it is the basis of all we have. No energy, no civilization. And of course, leave it to Tucker Carlson to take it to the next level with no civilization. There's so many things in that clip. The first off is the Green New Deal is not law and it is not policy. It is an idea, a proposal that is typed up and stapled together. I, I, Fox News loves to whip out scary boogeymen that do not exist. And the Green New Deal is frequently mentioned, especially by Ansley. That was Ansley from Fox and Friends. Um, Ansley Earnhardt, I believe her last name is. Now, for starters, one thing that they um, completely get wrong, uh, I don't know if they know this or they just don't care, um, is the idea that somehow Europe has put itself in this place because they're hippies and they don't want to kill the planet and they've gone too far with green energy. Well, okay. Like I am a student of history and I am obsessed with World War II. Um, I have a background studying extremism. So of course I know a lot about Nazis, unfortunately. And if anyone who studied World War II would know, there was a very good reason, one of the reasons why uh, Nazis entered Russia. Uh, even though, you know, it was a dumb thing to do. Anyone would could have told them, now you're fighting a war in two fronts. You're going against Russia. Everybody knows you can't fight Russia in a land war. They did it anyway. They needed oil. They desperately needed oil because Germany doesn't have a lot of fossil fuels underneath its ground. It just, it's not there. And there are deposits of crude oil in, the, in Scandinavia and in uh, Scotland, but not that much. And so... Europe is green, not because they're hippies who um, want to sing Kumbaya. They don't really have a choice. It's either go green or spend more and more and more for energy that's eventually going to run out. And they know this, and that's part of the reason why when you go to Germany, they have solar plant panels on rooftops and all these incentives to increase green energy. And they did make a policy a few years ago where they sh started shutting down all their nuclear power plants. And that... They're already talking about maybe bringing them back because uh, they do import a lot of oil from Russia and natural gas from Russia. So this story has a lot of elements to it. And I, on the newsletter, I included a whole list of sources uh, that you can read and look more deeply into this because I don't want to, I want you guys, I want my listeners to be empowered to know exactly where the nonsense is being pushed in Fox News. And this is, again, another great example of what they do. They take a complicated and multi-layered problem and they offer a simple solution. Well, their solution doesn't work. 
And their solution is we just open up the Keystone pipeline, the crude oil will start flowing and we can save Europe. And of course, this is incredibly oversimplified. Um, that's not what would happen. Uh, Europe is probably going to, to, in order to get away from their dependence on Russia, most likely will take years, not a few months from us opening a pipeline. Um, we also don't produce that much excess oil. Like The concept of energy independence is already misleading. All it means is that we are exporting more than we are importing. We're still importing oil. We were still importing oil during this you know, glorious phase of energy independence. And we don't even know if we're energy independent right now or not. What The numbers for 2021 have not been released. I just read that in a very recent article, and I can prove it. You can look at the newsletter, you can find that hyperlink. So they don't even know what the import-export balance was for 2021 yet. Uh, it was briefly, we were energy independent in 2019, but really that whole momentum started all the way back in 1973 when we started to change policies to become quote-unquote energy independent so we would be less dependent on OPEC, which is in the Middle East, of course. Um, and the 70s were a disaster of OPEC basically, you know, trying to get their prices up and holding the whole world for ransom for their, you know, precious crude oil. And so we started these policies all the way back in 1973. You can see in 2006 when it really starts to drop, when we really start to drop off those imports, that's when that the, the, um, the arc starts to, to go down. And that was under Obama. But Obama can't really be credited for it because, again, this is multiple administrations and it goes way back. So it happened to fall during Trump. And then, of course, we all know what happened in 2020 is that we had this global pandemic and that screwed everything up. And basically, the reason why prices are higher now is because demand fell off a cliff during the pandemic. And so production fell off a cliff during the pandemic because no one's going to refine crude oil or you know, purposely, if you if you make crude oil, if you you don't really make it, but if you're pumping it out of the ground and no one's buying it, you're going to slow down that production to get to keep the price as high as you can keep it. And crude oil during COVID-19, the price per barrel per barrel just literally dropped like a stone. So, of course, if that's how you make your money, you're going to maybe not pump out as much oil. You're going to slow that down. Um, and commodities are tricky and they're, they're traded on the global market and there's all kinds of things that affect their price. But demand is, you know, pretty much the main one. So as the economy sprang back into life, demand for crude oil went right back up again and all other types of energy. Uh, but production is still lagging. And that's caused these price spikes. And of course, the commodities market, and this is any commodity, when there's a natural disaster when there's even just talk of war or a war or uh, even like severe weather for a long period of time, that can cause the price of oil to shoot up as well. Anything, uh, any sort of catastrophe or disaster causes commodity prices to increase, especially energy. So we're in kind of a perfect storm right now. And that we've got uh, Russia, this oil producer, who has uh, Europe kind of over a barrel, and they do, because Europe doesn't have a lot of fossil fuels, and they've been dependent on Russia for decades, really. And it's gotten worse because Germany had a policy. They thought if we trade with Russia and we have this you know, benevolent relationship with them, 
they'll come around and they'll soften and they won't be so severe and they won't threaten people and they won't, you know, go into Georgia and threaten Belarus and all the dirty tricks that Putin was pulling. That was their policy. That was actually their policy. And of course, it didn't work. So now immediately Germany's pulling back and saying, well, we might reinduce nu- re- reintroduce nuclear energy and they're trying to up all their uh, green energy standards. So again, to, to reemphasize, this is a complicated problem and Fox News is trying to boil it down to it's all because of the hippies and they want to save the planet and this is a waste. Reopen the Keystone Pipeline. It's just not going to work. We just... When we were energy independent, quote unquote, we were like barely energy independent. If you look at the actual numbers, we were still importing oil. We were just exporting slightly more because we might make a lot of, we might get a lot of oil out of that ground through fracking and better technology, but we also consume it like crazy. And then the other problem with this whole concept of we just pump more oil out, everything will be great, is there's other consumers of oil and that would be China and India and plenty of other countries that also consume oil. So it's it's this is just a bad situation that's not gonna be solved with just opening the spigot to a pipeline. And of course, Germany has already called off the 11 billion Nord Stream 2 undersea gas pipeline with Russia uh, because they don't, they're just, they're furious. And Germany's also, and this is, I never thought we'd ever see this in our lifetime, Germany is increasing the size of their military. I mean, this whole thing is so surreal, and I don't think that Vladimir Putin saw that one coming. Uh, Germany is an industrial powerhouse. They have the healthiest economy in Europe. They're a very large country with a, a large population. In many ways, Germany is the epitome of modern Europe. It's the absolute opposite of Russia, and I'm sure that kind of burns Vladimir Putin. Um, Because a lot of what's motivating him right now is his crazy ego and his obsession with, like, former Russian empire excellence or whatever. So, again, go to the newsletter. Check out the links. I have several. I think I have five or six really good links that are very uh, in-depth and provide much more context to this um, energy crisis situation in Europe and the United States and the the whole big story. It's a little bit difficult to explain in a short podcast. But I want to play the next clip that I, it was another line of attack sort of that uh, Fox was using that I, I found incredibly repugnant and that they were comparing our southern border with an invasion. And that's a very specific way of speaking about immigration. But I'll explain after I play the clip. Here you go. On the maps all you want, but it's hard to care as much as you want when they're hemming and hawing over an invasion in Europe and we're being invaded at our southern border. Official concern over the borders of Ukraine and official neglect of our own borders is pretty hard to miss. We've returned to it again and again. And we think we've solved the riddle here. When Ukraine is invaded, it's a war crime. When the United States is invaded, it's equity. You see a conflagration of many different uh, aspects of weakness and failure. They see that we're not even protecting our own southern border, which is very integral to us here. The last person you heard in that clip is Alan West. He is a uh, candidate for governor of the state of Texas. He does not work for Fox News, but since he was a guest and he said it, I thought I'd include include it because it fit with the other quotes. Tucker has been called out for saying things like this before. That's why when he you hear in the clip, he says, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I'm going to say something very controversial, uh, but I do have a background in extremism. 
Uh, I cut my teeth uh, researching a hate group known as the Proud Boys, and I've been hired specifically to research uh, neo-Nazis and uh, hate groups and all that fun stuff. Uh, I joke about it because uh, it's such a weird thing to specialize in, but it's kind of, I can handle looking through material like that as part of the reason why I got this gig. Uh, they wanted somebody who could watch a lot of Fox News, and I can stomach it. Um, that particular comment is part of a larger conspiracy theory that's pushed on the far right called the Great Replacement. Language such as invaders uh, replacing, and Tucker has said things like this before, they're coming to change the population, change our culture, take away our culture, Um that it's this movement to encourage non-European immigrants into the United States to permanently alter the United States so uh, political leaders can manipulate it to their bidding. It's absurd. What has really been happening, if you look at the demographics in the United States, is one of the largest growing demographics is mixed ethnicity. So what's really happening is instead of it being like all these white people are being wiped out, and yes, the white population has shrunk because uh, partly because the birth rate is lower and there's not a lot of white immigrants coming into this country anymore. There are still some, but it's, you know, it's gone down. But because of that, the white population has shrunk, but that's kind of happening all over the world, including Europe. And Europe's actually worse. But the again, the largest, one of the largest demographics in the United States now is mixed ethnicity. So what's really happening is as these different people are coming into the United States, they're just melding in with us. You know, you'll find areas, of course, like Chinatown, and you'll find communities that are very homogenous. I came from a very homogenous uh, area myself in Missouri, where there wasn't a lot of diversity. Everybody was German, everybody was white, they were Catholic or Lutheran. Um, but what you're starting to see now is you're starting to see people who are half black, half Latino, half Latino, half Asian, half Asian, half white. And I don't know personally why that's a bad thing. But there are people who get very worked up about this and feel like they have to hold on to European culture. And Tucker has made several comments along those lines. And I just want to add that right now in Ukraine, there's allegedly, according to satellite footage, a 40-mile convoy of military vehicles that is tanks, armored vehicles, artillery, anti-aircraft, weapons of every sort and kind entering civilian areas to kill people. That is an invasion. So when Tucker Carlson likens poor immigrants from Central and South America, mostly from the, those areas, entering our southern border with nothing but the clothes on their back and maybe a small child, as an invasion, it is not just insulting to those immigrants, but it's insulting to the poor victims in Ukraine. It is insulting to anyone in a time of war. We are not under attack. You may not agree with uh, what's happening at our border. You may think that too many people are coming in. I get it. People have strong opinions about immigration. There are things that can be done about immigration. There are things that we can do to mitigate some of the problems with undocumented immigrants. But to call those people invaders is just insulting for so many reasons, especially from a smug, incredibly well-paid, 
anchor on Fox News who grew up with tremendous wealth. And again, it's incredibly dehumanizing to call other human beings invaders when they're not actually invading us. There's no tanks at our border. So to, <laughs> I'm going to get too worked up. So to change tone for a minute, we have one of my favorite segments, which is Dubious Expert of the Week. And the Dubious Expert of the Week this week is not actually an expert, but I just thought this clip was funny. Um, I'll just briefly describe The Five. Uh, the Five is a very popular show on Fox News where five people sit around a table and they discuss the news. They usually have a lawyer or a legal expert. It's usually Judge Jeanine Pirro. Sometimes it's another lawyer. They usually have Dana Perino. She used to work for George W. Bush as a press secretary. And then they'll have an assortment of Fox personalities. And they always have the token liberal who's usually much closer to a conservative. <laughs> Geraldo Rivera is often the token liberal where he'll make a comment about like, I'm a liberal, but I agree with all of you. Hey. And this clip is kind of silly uh, because Geraldo kind of gives up the store in a very brief clip. I'll just play. I had a night sleeping last night. I was thinking about Putin talking about uh, cavalierly about nuclear weapons. I never thought I'd see it. I never thought I would see this in my life. I'm from the silent generation born during World War II. Uh, you know, I, there, there hasn't been a land war of this scope in Europe since, uh, you know, for 80, 80 some years. Uh, NATO, there's 30 nations in NATO. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they're for. I've been covering war uh, uh, my whole career, and I still don't know uh, uh, NATO to respond in an effective way other than just as an add-on to the U.S. So I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about cyber. I'd hate to leave people on this, uh, on this note with uh, deep apprehension. But the problem is, and Will alludes to it in terms of his talk about escalation, we don't know what the hell's going to happen. That is exactly why I don't like the format on the five. Uh, what insight did we get there? We learned something about Geraldo Rivera, but uh, he admitted that he's been a war correspondent for years, which has he been a war correspondent? I mean, I remember the vault in the 80s. Um, he's been a reporter. I wouldn't call him a war correspondent, but... He just admitted he doesn't know how NATO works or who's in NATO and he's scared. Okay, great. Why are you on a panel? Why does this show exist? Like most shows, you have an expert who actually knows what they're talking about. The Five, it's just full of this and it drives me crazy. So there's three, uh, a few stories that weren't mentioned on Fox. This is a regular segment uh, that other, that Fox just ignores. And they seem to have a issue with black people and trials because this is the second week that this has happened. So the Ahmed Aubrey trial of the federal hate crimes against the three men who murdered a man who was jogging in their neighborhood. Uh, Fox didn't talk about it at all. Another one was the three police officers who were convicted now of depriving George Floyd of his rights. They were not the officer who killed. They were not Derek Chauvin, but they were the three officers who were basically just hanging out. They didn't do anything. They didn't provide medical help. They didn't stop uh, Chauvin from killing George Floyd. They were all convicted on federal charges. That happened this week, not mentioned on Fox at all. The women's soccer team settlement against U.S. women's soccer for $24 million, also not mentioned. And then the last one was the uh, Biden SCOTUS pick, which was mentioned on Fox News, but in a very nasty way. And again, because I was following Tucker Whew, these clips are not easy to watch. So I'm going to play the clip and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Here we go. He said, I'm picking an African-American woman. I'm picking someone on the basis of their appearance for the most serious appointment I have. Now, maybe she's great. That's not the point. 
The point is she was picked because of how she looks. So what does that tell you, not about the nominee, but about Joe Biden? It tells you that he is absolutely happy to defile a system built by other people over hundreds of years that is the best system in the history of the world, and he's happy to destroy it. Doesn't care at all. A new poll by Fox shows that 57% of voters think it is, quote, inappropriate for the president to consider only African-American women for his first nomination to the Supreme Court. Well, of course it is, or any group. Because it's not about the group, it's not about what color or what gender, it's about choosing by appearance, which are relevant criteria for this or any other job except perhaps modeling. So you can see in that clip that uh, Tucker gets really worked up and the facial expressions he makes as he's going on that rant are really, really hard to watch because it's just kind of vile. He reduces race and gender uh, down to appearance. And then, and I don't know what kind of point he was trying to make, he showed later in that clip, it's a much longer clip, he showed, well, here's the first black uh, Supreme Court justice, and here's the first woman. I don't know why you need a black woman. He basically says that. I, it, it, he doesn't seem to understand, like, that, I don't know, maybe we want more representation on the Supreme Court because we want the Supreme Court to kind of look like the rest of the country. Why should it only be... Uh, white, it was white men for decades, decades. It was white men, nothing but white men. Uh, so, but that's not a problem. Just the fact that we'd want to have some diversity on that court when our country is getting more and more diverse by the day, you, Tucker Carlson just cannot have that. He gets, he almost takes, seems to take it personal that a black woman would get a job like that, which is just, it's just abhorrent. And and uh, in comparison, PBS NewsHour did two gorgeous uh, long pieces about her background and about her family and about the, the type of work that she does as a lawyer and as a judge. And they just went on and on and on about how great she was. They interviewed people who knew her and she's already uh, clerked at the Supreme Court. It was just glowing profiles. And Tucker just completely ripped into her. It was just awful. And that, that he started his whole show this is in the middle of this horrible crisis in Ukraine, he started his show on Friday ranting about this uh, nomination that hasn't even really happened yet. So, yeah, that's Tucker Carlson. So to wrap up the week, uh, th my show I love to do, and this is like super nerd, who I, which is what I am, uh, I do this segment called By the Numbers. And I take all 15 hours, I go on Otter, I turn them into transcripts, and I take all of the transcripts and turn it into one mega transcripts and then I search for words and this week I looked up Russia Ukraine Putin NATO and the funniest thing that I found and I did find this pretty funny is that uh funny in a dark way uh, it's not funny but it's just funny how Fox puts so much emphasis on things that like no one else does um they mentioned Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez 14 times and they mentioned Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, four times. So AOC got 14 mentions. Zelensky got four. Clinton, Hillary Clinton, the retired politician, was mentioned more often than Vladimir Zelensky. I'm so proud I can finally say his first name. He is amazing, isn't he? I think the entire world is in love with that man right now. And I, I pray he's okay. Uh, I'm agnostic, so I don't know who I'm praying to. But I want so desperately... For that man to survive this and for the ukrainian people to come out from under this horrible horrible disaster um 
I cannot express that enough. It is, I think we're all very, very heartbroken by what's going on in Ukraine right now. That is the show this week. I will be back on Monday with the next podcast and the next newsletter. This upcoming week, I'm looking at primetime with Jesse Waters. No more Tucker Carlson for now, although I'll revisit Tucker, I'm sure. Um, I just kind of want to mix it up every week. I'll still be covering the first hour of Fox and Friends and The Five. And like I said every week, please follow me on all social media. I'm on TikTok. Oh, forgot about this one. Uh, I showed an unedited clip of Tucker Carlson ranting um, about, oh, his praise of Putin that got uh, kicked off of TikTok for hate speech. I did not alter this clip in any way. I put at the top a caption that said, this is being shown on Russian state media, and it was removed by TikTok for hate speech. I cannot make that up. I think it was a comment he made right at the end about dogs. I don't want to repeat the comment, but it was something about, um, I think it was supposed, it was like an anti-Asian dig. And that's why it got pulled, because TikTok is probably an algorithm caught it and thought, this is an anti-Asian slur. We're taking this off. Can't make that up. But anyway, so next week, I'll be back, same time, same station, Substack, which is 100% free. And like I said, please follow me on TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter. I'm going to probably make a Facebook page. I was debating that. Um, I've been using my fan page, which is just my name, Juliet Jeske. But it's kind of confusing my fans because they're like, why is it all this Fox News stuff? <laughs> so I might be making a new uh, Fox News-based, like, decoding Fox News based fan page. I'm not sure yet, but again, everything is under decoding Fox news. I hunted for a name that nobody had taken yet. And that was one. So I'm going to come up with some new ideas to try to get my listeners more involved in the show and get input and maybe questions from people. We, I'm probably be adding podcasts besides the weekly podcast to add different elements to uh, this whole misinformation, disinformation situation uh, talk to experts, talk to other people who work in this field, uh, maybe do some reviews of some of Tucker Carlson's specials that are just absolutely horrible. But I do this so if you've got a friend, a relative, a loved one, a co-worker who's obsessed with Fox News and won't shut up about it, and you want a way to arm yourself to maybe help kind of de-radicalize them, pull them away from the dark side, that's what I'm here for. Thank you so much for listening. You You have no idea how much I appreciate it. I will be right back. Check me out on Twitter. Have a great week. Thanks a lot.